What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. I'm Adrian Finch. We're here. We're here today talking about the secret, the actual only five secrets to being successful in any industry. So that's right. I'm going to give you five things that I've learned over almost the last eight years that will lead you to success in any industry that you want. So if you guys are interested in that, which I'm sure you are, then stay tuned. My name is Adrienne Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 14, I think, of the Self-Made CEO podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Finch. How you doing? I'm curious if this is your guys' first episode ever here with me or not. Maybe it's your fifth. Maybe it's your 14th. If you've been here since the beginning, thank you. Thank you so much. If you're new, welcome. I'm Adrian Finch. I am many things. I wear many hats. I'm a YouTube content creator, digital entrepreneur. I obviously host this podcast. I love all things business, mindset, entrepreneurship. There's, I could go on and on, but you guys, this is the third episode, I believe in a row of just me. No guests in here today. August is quite the month of travel. I'm actually about to be out of town in Croatia for two weeks. It's going to be incredible, but I am going to be still uploading and having the podcast, obviously. But yeah, people are gone. People are bailing on me and I'm like, come on, I want some guests on the show. I want to do more case studies. Um, But we will. We will. And I love talking to you guys just as much. I have a lot to share with you. And today is a very fun episode. I'm basically, I've compiled over time everything I've learned about succeeding and choosing what you want your career path to be. And basically, I've compiled that into five important things. If you can do these five things, if you can be aware and remember these five things, you will be successful in literally any industry. So we're going to just get right on into those because why not? That's what we're here to do. I want to help you guys. It doesn't matter if you are just launching your career, you're just beginning, or if you are older and you've had one career, maybe you've already changed paths, maybe you want to have a career change. Um, I want you to know that is a-okay. It doesn't matter where you're at. These five things will help you and they are very applicable to any industry, which is awesome because I personally, if you guys didn't know, actually, yeah, let me back up for a minute. If you guys didn't know, this is who I am. I went to film school for screenwriting. So I studied screenwriting and business. I was always super into like business and marketing, but also very into storytelling. So I was completely enthralled in, is enthralled the right word? I think so. In the film industry, film and TV here in Los Angeles. And it's an intense cutthroat industry. I will say that. It is crazy. Um, And I learned a ton about trying to succeed in an industry that's very hard to succeed in. And, you know, it's tough to to launch your career and get that break. Um, But I did realize over time, especially as I've kind of shifted what my 
passions are and kind of where my career's headed. I've realized that so many of these lessons that I learned in the film industry, with it being so cutthroat and hard, are very much applicable to other industries. So we're basically putting on our business hats today, okay? Because it can be intimidating to break into an industry. And at the end of the day, you need to have some of the knowledge and business tactics to break in. And not only to break in and launch your career, but actually the more important thing beyond just launching your career is maintaining your career and always being kind of one step ahead. So that's what we're going to get into today. I just gave you my little history. And of course, there's a lot more to life and business and success than just what we're going to talk about on this 30-something minute episode. But I really think that this will just get your guys' minds going. I hope that you can leave this episode feeling inspired to take action today, maybe tomorrow, whenever you want. But essentially, if you guys are passionate, if you're driven, if you're willing to do anything to achieve your goals and dreams, most importantly, if you believe, truly believe wholeheartedly that you are deserving and capable of achieving anything in this lifetime, then I promise you will be mind blown and ready to kick ass after listening to this episode. Okay, the very first thing that I'm going to talk about that is the first secret, the first key to succeeding in any any industry is to find and develop your talent. So this is an interesting one, but it really all begins here. Find and develop your talent. So of course, maybe you were born with some incredible natural gift, like you just popped out of the womb singing like Ariana Grande, which I did not, but maybe you did. And that's awesome. (laughs) So maybe you have you know, some incredible talent you were born with or something you've been passionate about since, you know, forever, since you were a kid. Or maybe you just discovered a talent recently. I realized I know how to mix EDM songs on GarageBand like pretty well. I don't really know how, but I just can make some beats. It's so, so random. (laughs) No one taught me how to do it. Very odd. Definitely not going to shift my career into that space, but (laughs) maybe I will. No, I won't. (laughs) But Or maybe you're someone who, you know, you're very passionate about something, but you're maybe not the most talented at it naturally, or you don't feel like you're good enough at it to make it a career. Well, guess what? All of these, all of these are okay. If you are any of those people, that is okay. So there's a reason that this stage is called find and develop your talent, because basically to be the most successful in your field, you're going to want to be really good at what you're doing. Now, this is a no-brainer, right? Of course, you're going to want to be good at what you're doing. But there are specific ways to do this. I think a lot of people are very intimidated, you know, by the thought of trying something new or breaking into an industry that's hard to break into, like entertainment or, you know, there are plenty. But it doesn't have to be as intimidating as you think. So we're going to find and develop your talent here. And this is something that you can work on over time. It's not going to, you know, happen overnight. You may have a breakthrough after listening to this episode, but... Part of this is you doing work continuously on yourself, on figuring out what these talents are. So in order to do this, in order to be the best at the thing you want to do, you need to do a couple things. First of all, pick what it is you want to do. Now, this is not like a black and white thing. You don't have to wake up one morning and say, I'm going to be a carpenter and then never do anything else in the rest of your life. No, not how it works. We already know that. But, and we've talked about, it's okay to not fully know what you want, but part of Learning what you do want to do is experimenting and trying things and practicing things and finding out what you don't want to do. I did several internships in college in the film industry. I think my first one was at a 
video on demand distribution company and like great experience. Do I want to work in distribution? Absolutely not. Would I have known that if I didn't do that internship? Maybe not. So, you know, it's okay to not know exactly what, but wherever you're at in your career, you do want to pick the thing and don't let your, you know, beliefs that you're not good at it restrict this. Sit down and really say, what do I want? What do I want to do? What do you want to get good at? And remember that nothing is permanent. So the more you try things out, the more you'll discover whether you like or don't like the thing you're doing. These are the three steps. I feel like I have like subcategories. I'm like, number one, but then here's what you need to do. And then here are three things under that you need to do. But listen, it's very, it's very simple. So step one, here's a good way to figure out what you want to try doing or what your niche is. I actually did this exercise with myself um, before I started this podcast because I decided I want to have an online business. I know that I want to help people, but I just I can't quite hone in on what that niche is. So here's something that really, really helps. First, you're going to list five things that you're good at. So you're actually going to write this down. I will put this in the show notes so you guys can do it later if you're driving, if you're doing whatever. You're going to write five things that you're good at, anything. Don't think, just what are you good at? You know what you're good at. Step two is to ask five to ten people around you. So friends, family, people who know you, teachers, anyone, also to say what you're good at and to list five things that you're good at. And then step three is to list five industries or niches or groups that you know. So that you know, not just like, okay, I'm I'm actually going to read you my steps, you guys, because I feel like it would be very helpful to hear because these are these are kind of hard at first to think about. So my step one, listing five things you're good at. I wrote on camera, so hosting. I used to host a lot. These I did this, I filled this out like a year ago. So I am actually, I don't even remember what I wrote. <laughs> um, number two was video production and editing. Number three was branding. Number four was giving advice slash being a therapist, LOL. I quite literally wrote LOL. Um, and number five was communicating and teaching. So then I emailed a bunch of friends and family. I basically gave them this questionnaire. I said, list out my strengths, my weaknesses, things I'm good at. And they did. And I have those results all in my email. And then step three, list five industries, niches, or groups that you know. So I wrote social media influencers. I wrote digital media or digital marketing, psychology, students. So like university or high school, higher education, and then film and TV industry. And I actually wrote six. I wrote millennials who want to be entrepreneurs. Interesting. That's very, (laughs) I actually didn't remember writing that. So yeah, this is something you can easily do to just kind of start honing in on, okay, what am I good at? And also what industries do I know and like? Because basically you're going to find a beautiful combination of the two. You want to, you want to play to your strengths, which that's what I'm going to get into next. But you also want it to be an industry that you enjoy and that you know that you have maybe worked in before or that you're interested in working in. So after you pick what that thing is, you're going to go to step two, which is hone in on your strengths and play to your strengths. So if you're good at photography and you want to start an Instagram account, but maybe you aren't a great writer or you can never think of captions or, you know, you're not you're not trying to do copywriting. Well, maybe you can get a friend or an intern or somehow you can delegate some of that copywriting. You can get someone else to write for you because your strength is the photography. So if you're putting 100% of yourself into the photo part of it, which is what you're good at, and you're delegating the part that you're not so good at to someone else, you'll be more efficient and you'll you'll get even 
better at the photography parks. You're not spreading yourself so thin. That's a random example, but that works for anything. So yeah, in order to be the most efficient, you want to play to your strengths and delegate the rest. And then sometimes you also want to identify your weaknesses and figure out a strategy to convert those weaknesses into strengths. But I'm going to say this. I personally call this strategic learning because you don't want to waste your time learning everything yourself. There are going to be some weaknesses that it's just going to be better to have someone else do for you. Do I want to do my taxes? No, I have done my taxes actually on my own because I wanted to learn it. But that was kind of a mistake. Uh, actually, I don't know. That's a bad example. Not necessarily a mistake. But the point is, I'm not going to go try to be an, an accountant. I'm not going to go to college to go be a CPA so I can do my own taxes. That's probably a waste of time. Not in an industry that I want to be in. So I would rather have someone else who is a pro at taxes do my taxes for me. So that the <laughs> I'm giving all sorts of really weird examples today. But you want to be smart when you're converting your weaknesses. So here's kind of my personal story with that. I have been someone now for the past year and a half-ish who has wanted to start an online business that sells digital products. So like coaching, programs, courses. And actually this Self-Made CEO podcast is the very first step of that online business. So what I realized when I first decided I wanted to do this was that I didn't know the first thing about running a, a website like that. I don't know about opt-ins and how do you upsell things and get people to book things and how do you actually fulfill the orders and like get people enrolled in a course like logistically and actually in terms of the technology like the actual site. I had no idea how to do that. So yes, I could hire someone. There are a cu couple options here. I could hire someone to completely run this for me, which sometimes is a good option, a really good option. Personally, this was one example of something in my life that I actually believed that putting the upfront investment and time into, into learning was worth it. And I think the number one mistake people make here is like inefficiently learning. Like there are so many free or cheap resources out there. Sometimes we just want to take it upon ourselves to like spend hours and hours scouring the internet, YouTube videos to try to teach ourselves something. And at the end of the day, you may still be frustrated. You may still not know how to do it. And you've just wasted a lot of time and sometimes money. I know, I can tell you, I have wasted literally so much time and hundreds of dollars trying to create a website. I like made a blog two years ago or something. I spent like so much money on these templates and I don't even know why I was making a blog. Like there was no point. I just thought it would be cool. For what purpose? I don't know. And that was part of it. I had no intent. Like there was no intention in doing that. I just thought I should do it. I thought it was just something that made sense. <laughs> So yeah, I've wasted tons of time and money trying to do it. But it ultimately wasn't set up correctly for the niche I wanted to work with. And I didn't even know what that niche was yet. So once I took a little more time really figuring out, okay, I want it to be an online business. I want digital products. I want courses. I want to help people. I want to coach people. I want to talk about business. I want to talk about mindset. I want to build a community of aspiring entrepreneurs, driven, career-driven people. I finally took the leap and actually invested in a course that was probably like $1,500, but it was specifically designed to help online consultants start their businesses. So yes, this is an expensive course and it was six weeks of time of my time, but at the end of it, I could not only run my own business and my own website, which leads of course to more profit and you know sales, but also if I wanted, I could coach other people on how to do that as well. And that's a valuable skill now to have. So anyway, okay, that was some rambling, but the point being, you want to play to your strengths and you want to identify your weaknesses and decide if it's worth 
turning those weaknesses into strengths or whether it's worth delegating some work to other people. That all was number one. Hello. The rest are not this long and subcategory filled. But number two, the second thing, key to success, the second secret to success in any industry is to have the passion for your industry. I personally don't love the word passion, and you may not either, just because I feel like it's what everyone says in every job interview. Like, well, why do you want this job? I'm just so passionate about it. And it, I don't know, it rubs me the wrong way, but I still say it because it, the word really does mean something. You want to love what you're doing. So picture this, okay? What are you doing every single day? Can you picture waking up every day and spending eight plus hours a day in this industry? Like when you're considering what industry you want to be a part of or if you're doing, you know, having a career change, can you picture spending that much time doing this? If the answer is no, don't do it. Walk away right now. It is not too late. Do not do something that you're going to be spending, what, like 75% of your entire life doing. Don't. It's not too late to walk away. In the film industry, I hear this all the time. People were always telling us, like, it's so cutthroat. It's so unfair. It can take years and years of, like, minor successes and failures until you hit big success and truly launch your career. And if you aren't patient and loving the process of getting to that end goal, then what's the point in doing it? Because if you're just constantly chasing this end goal and you're not loving the process of getting there, you're not loving all these mini achievements along the way, you're going to be miserable. Like you're straight up going to be miserable. And as we've said probably now a hundred times on this podcast, because I love it so much, the laws of success are universal. If you are unhappy at work, you will not be happy at home. If you aren't loving what you're spending so much time and energy doing, you're not going to love doing the things you used to enjoy as much. So if you just want instant results, if you just want instant success, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to happen. It doesn't work that way. You got to work. You got to pick what you want and you got to love it. And guess what, you guys? When you love what you do, it won't even feel like you're working a day in your life. I don't feel like I'm working a day because I love doing this. I love it so much. So that is number two. Find your passion. And we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Rockstar Energy is giving one lucky winner a trip to Las Vegas. To enter, text Vegas to 59570 for your chance to win an all-inclusive trip to Las Vegas from Rockstar Energy. Again, that's V-E-G-A-S to 59570. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply. All right, and we are back. So we just talked about number two, which is finding your passion. And I want you guys to know, being passionate about the process doesn't also doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. It's not always going to be easy, right? But it's all part of the process. It's part of learning and growing. And you know what? You learn the most when things are not easy, when you have to challenge yourself, when you have to be uncomfortable. I posted something today. It was a quote about being uncomfortable. Now I can't remember what it was, but I think it was like nothing or it's like success isn't comfortable. No, that was not the quote. All right. Go check my Twitter. It's somewhere there, but really great that I can remember it right now. Point being that things that aren't uncomfortable, probably you're, you're probably not doing it right. Like I try to force myself to go outside my comfort zone once a day at least 
it's a weird feeling. Like, I don't like it. I don't like being uncomfortable. I don't like challenging myself. But it's the only way that I know that I can constantly grow and that I can, like, improve myself and progress and succeed. So being uncomfortable is good. Let's learn to love to be uncomfortable. (laughs) Something I like to ask myself is, do you want to work in order to live? Do you want to work so that you make a paycheck so you can pay for your rent and your food and live? Or do you want to live to be able to work, to be able to make an impact or, you know, create an amazing innovative product or service or to write and direct movies? Like, do you want to live to do that or do you want to work and able it or do you want to work in order to be able to live? And I, of course, always would rather live to be able to work. I want to wake up every day and just love what I'm doing. And the second that I don't, love what I'm doing when I wake up every day, I know that I need to make a change. So that's just something we can kind of train our brains to start recognizing and to start thinking about constantly. So number three, the number three secret to succeeding in any industry is to always be learning. This sounds very broad and, you know, not revolutionary, but let me tell you something. It is revolutionary. There are so many people in the world who just think, oh, I've made it. I know everything. I could never learn from this person because they're so much younger than me or they're below me. And I want to tell you right now, there's a big difference between people. I've met successful people who have that attitude and I've met successful people who have the attitude of I can learn something from every person in this room, no matter what it is. I can learn something from a 10 year old. I can learn something from an 80 year old can learn something from someone who, you know, doesn't like their job and isn't thriving or someone who is very successful. You can learn something from literally everyone. And I think what I've noticed about those, especially entrepreneurs that I follow, uh, their journeys, like the ones that are the most successful and the ones whose businesses keep evolving and growing and progressing are the ones who have mentors themselves and the ones who also attend other entrepreneurs' workshops and events and That's something that I've made a huge point this year to focus on is constantly continuing to learn. It doesn't matter if I feel like I've finally, you know, become an expert on something. I need to continue to learn more and more about it and not be too proud to do that. And so these are like little simple things you guys can do to always be learning. Number one is to use Google Alerts. So if you have a keyword of something you want to kind of stay up to date on, for me, I I put... um, I have a Google alert for Apple. I have one for Instagram. Um, I have a couple others. But basically every day Google will send me an email with kind of some news articles about like Apple, the company, or, you know, you can do this for anything. So whenever you want to learn something, like learn a new topic or just learn what's in the news, what's going on, you can set a Google alert. They're super easy to set. You can read articles, watch video tutorials, keep tabs on similar businesses or, or industries that you're very interested in, similar people even like gurus and, you know, influencers in the space that you're interested in. So um, I actually have a whole entire list of how to find market research or how to find market research, but also just how to be, you know, educated in whatever niche or industry you want. And I'll actually, instead of going through all of them, I'll just put them in the show notes because it's very helpful. Like there are blogs I didn't know about that basically have info on any industry ever. And I have found them to be very helpful. So I will put those in the show notes. But yeah, I also want to emphasize that the time spent on something 
doesn't always indicate the amount of success. I've talked about this before and it's kind of a whole nother topic, but I feel like it's fitting underneath the always be learning category because something that I think people tend to really believe is that working hard and working for a long amount of hours and for a lot of time means you're going to be more successful. When in reality, it's all about working smarter, not necessarily harder. There are people in the world who work for one hour a day who probably make 500 times the amount of income I do. (laughs) And that's just the truth. So just realize that the time spent does not always equal the amount of success. And then kind of the third sub point under always be learning is always be market driven rather than self driven. You want to always know what is your market want. If you're trying to sell a product and that's something you want to do every day, it doesn't really matter how cool you think the product is. And that's a whole nother topic. But it doesn't matter. Unfortunately, it really doesn't. It only matters if the market who would be buying this product thinks it's cool or thinks it's helpful. Because you are the CEO, you're not the consumer. So you may think, you know, if you're starting an online business and you create a logo, you may think your logo is beautiful and so visually appealing. But if all your family and friends and everyone around you is telling you you need to change the font because it's hard to read, change the dang font, right? So that that really goes under this. Always be learning. Like, be okay with taking feedback. Because if you don't take feedback and you don't listen to the consumers or the market or whatever industry you're in, if you're focused on yourself and what you think and what you want and not what the market wants or the customers or the clients, it will be really hard for you to succeed in that business. So that's number three. Number four, I feel like I'm talking so fast today. I'm like running out of breath. It's all good. Okay, great. (laughs) So number four is to get access. And I say this generally, but what we mean here is to get access to the right people who can support you, people who can help you, learn from you, learn with you, mentor you. So a lot of this comes down to networking. And whether you are 18 and just going to college, 22 and just leaving college, 50 and trying to have a career change, networking is the key. Networking all the time and taking every opportunity that you can to do it. You want to take every meeting that you can. You're, if you're tired after a long day of work, but you know your coworker wanted to get a drink with you, are you going to bail? Well, you could. But what if they introduce you to someone who has similar career goals as you and you guys end up hitting it off and a year later you start a business together? I'm just saying, you never know what could happen. And this proves itself to me time and time again. I'm pretty sure every single job I've gotten was because of just meeting someone and having a conversation and then later like it it just being a good fit and them hitting me up or me hitting them up I'm pretty sure literally everything has come from knowing someone or having met someone and there are so many times when I just am lazy and I don't want to go to that event or I don't want to go you know have that meeting but then I'm always like nine times out of ten I won't say always nine times out of ten I am so happy and grateful that I went I actually attended a networking event I think a week and a half ago And I was like super tired that night. I was pretty excited. I thought it would be a good time. But sometimes I'm not feeling that social, you know, and I just was having one of those moods. I was like, I just I don't know how much I'm going to be able to socialize with people tonight. And we were doing this whole workshop, this whole empowerment in the workplace workshop thing totally up my alley. Like, oh, my God, I was nerding out the whole time. 
But then they asked for volunteers to read what they had written under their goals. And this was a room of like 150 people, let me tell you. And I was like not feeling social, la-di-da. And of course, I raise my hand and I stand up and I go on this whole like rant about, you know, my goal and like, but this is the issue. But then there's this. And then I was thinking about this. And and like, I don't even know where it came from. But I'm not kidding. Afterwards, after the event, when we went back to just networking, probably five to ten people came up to me and they were like, hey, thank you so much for sharing. Like what you said was so powerful and like, you know, I never thought of it that way and blah, blah, blah. People kept saying, good job. And I was thinking, what do you mean good job? All I did was speak. Like I just was saying what was going on in my mind. And people were saying to me, well, no, it takes a lot of courage to stand up in front of 150 people and share that. And it takes the same amount of courage to walk up to someone that you don't know at a networking event and to tell them what's going on with you or to introduce yourself And I thought, man, that's so true. That's so true. That does take courage and that is important. And I could have easily taken the easy way out and just sat there and enjoyed just listening the whole night instead of participating. I could have not been social. I could have left after the event and like before all the social cocktail hour situation, but I stayed and I talked to so many people. In fact, I'm pretty sure I met like three people who are probably going to be guests on this show. (laughs) So I just tell that story to just emphasize that even when you're not feeling it, get out there, go put yourself out there, be confident in who you are, what you do, what you know. Really just, uh, I like to say, really um, learn the subtle brag and really, really get good at the subtle brag because you don't want to be like talking about yourself the whole time. You want to be asking the other person questions and learning from them. But, you know, you want to be able to talk about what you do with the utmost confidence, even if you feel like you're still finding yourself Like I have several friends who when they introduce themselves to people, they're like, oh, my job is like not nearly that exciting. It's boring, but blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, way to sell yourself. Like, why are you doing that? I actually called someone out for it the other day. I said, listen, why why are you saying that? Why do you say that? And it turned out the guy actually really loves his job. But he introduced himself saying like, oh, well, mine's not nearly as cool as yours, but blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, you're not selling it now. Turned out he really loves his job. But he didn't he just didn't know how to confidently express that, I guess. He felt like it was bragging or he felt like uncomfortable to say like, oh, I actually really love what I do. Like, yeah, I make good money. I have good hours. He felt like it was like bragging or that, you know, that I would be like, oh, that's annoying, which is such an interesting phenomenon. This whole self-deprecating thing we do here in America. But that's a whole nother topic. I'm trying not to get too off topic. It's not working very well. Back to number four, get access. Always put yourself in the room. Talk to that person you wouldn't normally talk to. Network your little fanny off because you never know what job you could get or partnership that could form while getting those drinks you don't want to get. In my mind, no connection is a bad connection. So that's number four. And last but not least, ladies and gents, Number five, this is actually my favorite one and it kind of goes along with number four. Be good in the room. Not that room, you dirty people, no. Be good in the room. So what I mean by this, this is actually definitely like film talk. We say this all the time in film and TV because when when you get in a room, whether it's a meeting, a pitch, just a general meeting, whether you're getting coffee with someone, you always want to be good in the room. You are putting on a performance. You are selling yourself always. So if you have a job interview, if you have a meeting, anything I just talked about, 
it's important to not only sell your project or your, you know, whatever you're trying to do. If you're trying to get a job, you know, you obviously want to be selling yourself, but it's also important to really show who you are, to be a good person, to be someone that others want to work with, who they want to talk to, having a positive attitude and like being trustworthy because these are all factors that'll determine if someone wants to work with you or not if someone you know you may walk in to pitch a tv show this has quite literally happened to me (laughs) and the idea they did not like the idea at all didn't like it and that just happens like I thought it was cool they didn't like it but they really liked me as a person and they said you know it would be really cool to work with you do you have anything else and I was like hmm And I did, thankfully, someone already told me I need to go in with some backups. But I just thought that was so powerful that you're not always selling, you know, your your service or your, you know, product, whatever your business is, whatever your industry is. You're selling yourself and you're selling the experience that you're giving someone who's working with you or who's, you know, your client or whatever it is. So it's important to know your stuff, be able to explain well what you do, what you're trying to do, what your goals are. I always find that it's so helpful to have like a 30 second kind of elevator pitch in my back pocket that basically explains to someone in a pretty natural way, like who I am, what I do, what my objective is, what I'm trying to look for or why I'm there. So at a networking event, of course, everyone's going up to you saying, well, what do you do? What do you do? And I find it very helpful to almost memorize like just a couple sentences that really succinctly explain who you are and what you do. And then I like to also, like 30 seconds is kind of a long time, but if you haven't actually heard of an elevator pitch, it quite literally means like if you were to get in an elevator with someone and you only had the time that the elevator took to get from the floor you're on to the floor you're going to, to like explain to someone who you are or to sell yourself or to pitch a show or to pitch anything and you only have that 30 seconds, what would you say? So I recommend that everyone has an elevator pitch handy in their back pocket, not literally, but... I guess you could literally do it. Um, And then I also have kind of just like a two second or a two sentence explanation usually. Like when I first started this podcast, I'm even still not great at it. I've, I really had to write out like a sentence when people are like, oh, what's your podcast about? And I was like, holy crap, it's all these different things. And I want to do this and that and empower people to blah, blah, mindset, business. And I realized like, that's not efficient. I'm not explaining this well. And all it takes is just actually setting aside like 10 minutes and just writing a sentence or two that do explain what it is and just memorizing it. And I don't know if I've even done that yet. Let's see. The Self-Made CEO podcast is a podcast that empowers people to understand that they can live any life that they want. And I'm helping transform people into the CEOs of their own lives, businesses, happiness, and success. All right, I'll give myself like a 7 out of 10. That was not great, but it wasn't terrible. I'll work on that and I'll get back to you guys. But that is number five. Be good in the room. So to just recap here, these are the five things that you guys need to start thinking about and just doing in order to be successful in any industry. And this this can be if you are just starting to launch your career and you're trying to choose what you even want to do. This can be if you want to make a leap and change your career, but you maybe don't know where to begin. So number one, finding and developing your talent. What are you good at? What are you good at? And what do you want to do? Picking what you want to do and honing in on your strengths. Number two is having a passion for the industry you're in. You don't want to wake up every day not loving what you do. I will tell you that right now. You will be miserable. Don't do it. Walk away. If you love what you're doing, you won't work a day in your life. 
I did not make up that quote, but I really love it. (laughs) Number three, always be learning. Don't be too proud to learn from someone who maybe is younger than you or isn't, you know, at the same place as you. Always, always be open and willing to learn. The most successful people are. Number four, get access to the right people. Network your little butt off. Surround yourself also with people who are supportive of what you're trying to do. People who are like-minded, people who are career-driven, people who understand if you, you know, can't go to a social event because you want to work that night on your business or yourself or whatever. Like, be around the people who support that and understand that and try to eliminate the other ones. (laughs) Bye-bye. Number five, be good in the room. Be knowledgeable about yourself, be able to sell yourself, and be someone that anyone would want to work with. And those are the five freaking things that I have to talk about today. My personal favorite five things. I made a video actually talking about these same things a couple years ago, and I've altered them slightly, but I know that that was a lot of information at once, and my apologies. I'm going to try to make the most detailed show notes if you want to refer back, but I hope you guys got something out of this, and I hope you're excited to figure out what that passion is and just really hone in on it and be successful because you can. And that's also the number one most important thing, as you guys already know, is to just believe that you can do it. That's it. That's literally it. You just have to know that you can. And then the rest just happens. You don't even have to don't think about it. Just do it. Guys, before we head out, I want to tell you something very exciting and important and near and dear to my heart. And that is that we are starting a new segment of this podcast at the end of every single episode. I'm going to be hearing from you guys. So I want to be answering your guys' questions or, you know, you can send me stories. You can tell me basically anything you want. And I want to talk to you. I want this whole podcast and this whole journey to be a conversation, a community. I want to just be chatting with you guys all the time. So there are a couple ways that you guys can submit stories or questions to me. Number one, we have obviously Instagram. So if you follow at the self-made CEO and you comment basically on any photo or reply to any story, you can message me questions whenever you want. And they can be anything about business, manifestation, mindset, anything, careers, life, love, I don't care anything at all. So you can always DM me on Instagram or comment on photos. We also now have a phone number, which is very exciting. And I feel like people might just have felt weird about calling, but please don't feel weird about calling. Call me. Call the number, leave a voicemail with your question, and we will play it back on the show and I'll get to talk to you. So the number, the phone number will be in the show notes description, but also right here, right now, if you want to save it into your phone, the number is 818 446 6484. One more time. 818-446-6484. I feel like I'm on an infomercial. And then last but not least, I do want to remind you guys because I I feel like I haven't said it enough. I actually have a secret, not secret, a uh, private Facebook group that I want all of you guys to become members of. It's just called the Self-Made CEOs because you're one, I'm one. We're all a self-made CEO. Um, and let's chat. I want you guys to be there for each other. I want to be there for you guys. Let's talk about things. Why not? Let's talk about things. (laughs) So I'm going to link that Facebook group down below. All you have to do is request access and I will accept you into the group and we can chat our little hearts out. So let's do that. So today's question comes from Instagram. It comes from Sophie underscore Sipe 22 and she asks, how do you become a successful YouTuber? Now this is a very fun question for me because 
first of all, I'm like, what? Am I that? I don't think so. But hey, (laughs) but that's just me being silly. I know that it has been quite the journey of growing a following on YouTube. I started four years ago and, you know, I'm not going to lie. Things have changed a lot. The ways in which you can grow and succeed on YouTube are different than they used to be. When I started, it was very much about SEO and having the right keywords and tags and titles. And it's not that that's not important anymore, but I think ultimately right now, just because there's so much content out there, I think if you're someone who wants to start a YouTube channel and you want to be successful on YouTube, here's what I'll tell you. The very most important thing in the whole world is to be doing it because you love doing it, not for the followers or for the money. Because I know that sounds, you know, just very cliche but but really it is a lot of work and if you're trying to do this for the wrong reasons not because you love doing it and you don't enjoy the process you're not going to want to stick with it and if you don't stick with it it likely won't become successful so do it because you want to do it because you love creating sharing making videos and then also just be consistent so upload as consistently as you can and as frequently as you can try not to take huge breaks I've done that a couple times I feel like it definitely doesn't help and then always make sure that the titles and the thumbnails on your videos are very appealing so you want to make sure that your titles don't have like really small hard to read fonts you want you know it to really stand out you want to think to yourself like would I click on this video Um, so make sure your thumbnails are great and just make sure that the titles are short and to the point but really explain what is in the video and that's honestly my advice. Just do do it because you love doing it and the rest will just come. So thank you so much for submitting your question. And I look forward to hearing all the rest of your guys' questions come in in future episodes. Remember, call the phone number. You can leave a voicemail. You can write in the private Facebook group. Or you can DM me, comment on photos, do anything of the sort. And I will talk to you guys, answer your questions. Let's Let's just hang out. Why not? Let's do it. So thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next, or I'll catch you in the next episode. Talk to you later. Bye. Rockstar Energy is giving one lucky winner a trip to Las Vegas. To enter, text Vegas to 59570 for your chance to win an all-inclusive trip to Las Vegas from Rockstar Energy. Again, that's V-E-G-A-S to 59570. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab an ice-cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew.